Welcome to the Welcome. Stop Skeletons from Fighting podcast. I guess this is technically Stop Skeletons from Podcasting yes. now. So hello, everyone. Um, thank you for listening. If uh, you haven't heard yet, we just uploaded this podcast onto most of the podcast things, Sphere? distribution yeah. places. So you can listen to this on Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts. I don't know if people use Google Podcasts, but it's there. It's like there, stuff yeah. like that. You it's know, not on Overcast yet, which is upsetting because that is my pod uh, app of choice. We I have some whatever. old music from my old band that we put up on one of those kind of streaming websites. But it's like every place you could stream or download music, um, we're just going to put it there. And uh, we get breakdowns every month of like where all the like eight dollars we're making a month on our old music but like it's you make a people listen to stuff all over the place if, if there is a streaming service or a podcasting service you've never heard of i guarantee you there are enough people that only listen to music or podcasts on that one area and we welcome you gosh darn it this is a good we, for them it is december 1st um we had to uh we, we took some time off Normally we do this podcasting on a Monday. It is a Tuesday. We decided that, you know what? We're taking the holiday off um, for Thanksgiving. In America here, it was Thanksgiving Turkey Day. For the rest of the world, it was just, you know, Thursday. Gobble, 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 gobble. I just want to say at the top mm -hmm. that uh, I've, I've made this announcement before, but I'll do it on the podcast now. Uh, I did a stream on Wednesday. It was fun. Um, and unbeknownst to me, actually, right before I started that stream, I got a text from my mom uh that uh my mom is cancer free and i'll be honest when i got that news i was like just elated and very relieved and didn't really want to work we were we were already decided we weren't going to be doing anything for the month of november we had a lot of videos that were kind of half done 75 percent done but we're not going to be done for the month of november but definitely when i got that news i was like i'm gonna go as i said in the, i said in my tweet i'm gonna go lay down and i did do that I took a nap. I finally, I felt like I was finally able to exhale. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, the last week was uh, kind of crazy, but like really not for uh, bad reasons. Um, kind of like very positive stress, very just like uh, working through shit, but like in a, in a good way. But sometimes you just got, sometimes you got to fucking st stop and just collect yourself and rest. But we are here on Tuesday. December 1st. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. And actually, the reason we decided to do a game club, because this is the game club podcast uh, or version of our stops, yes. stopping from podcasting. Anyway, so the reason we chose it is, is because we thought about it as a group on our Patreon Discord and realized that Castlevania is maybe one of the most pro Thanksgiving video games because mm -hmm. um, they're eating turkeys all the time. Yeah. You know how many millions of turkeys get eaten in a, in the United States yeah. because of Thanksgiving? It's insane. Uh, yeah. All right. So we, we, last month, like we, thirteen million turkeys in one day. Last it's month we have wild. we have Parasite Eve, right? Yeah. Which actually is not a Halloween game. It's actually a Christmas game. Uh huh. Uh, and then as it turns out, Castlevania is a Thanksgiving game. Yeah. Think about every other game ever. What does a heart do? A heart gives you health. Not Castlevania. We out here for chicken. We out here for roast. Mm -hmm. We out here for cooked meat and walls. Eating plenty and yes. fighting with relatives. <laughs> That's the yeah, Thanksgiving well, experience. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, this is the Game Club podcast, um, and uh, we decided uh, for this month, we were going to, or for November, that is, going to do Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. Uh, two very different games, but they are, uh, t- t- you know, canonically and, and like, you know, they're, they're sequels to each other in a sense. Um, and so we thought we can uh, play them together. Not to mention that, you know, after the fact now, over the last couple of years, they've been re-released at least twice uh, as a package together. Mm-hmm. We actually bought um, just last night. We saw that. Or a couple nights ago. Yeah, a couple nights ago. Yeah, not, not, not last night. Not no. last night. No, no, no. It, I, again, <laughs> time is a, a circle. I don't know <laughs> yeah. where I am at any moment. But we we bought uh, the Rondo and Cat Symphony pack on yeah. the PlayStation 4 because it was. I think it's called Castlevania Requiem. Yeah. And um, we're like, oh, nice. So Because, uh, yeah, I guess we'll break we'll break all that down. Yeah, a little bit. There is there is a lot. Grace, what is the story behind these games? What or I guess the development of them? Did you want to jump into that? Uh, sure. Well, Rondo of Blood actually uh, came out in 1993. Yeah, yeah. So it it's sort of early. Um, it is funny. Like one of the first things I noticed about this game, you know, uh, like powering it up, it's just this fantastic. 2d anime style like montage oh, opening yeah that it's just so fun and it's like spoken dialogue even though it's in german but mm-hmm. like yeah in 93 when you're thinking about like most people are playing super nintendo or genesis here comes pc engine cd-rom technology uh even though the animation if you could even call it that uh is quite simple but like for 93 it was remarkable and mm-hmm. you, know, you probably came home and looked at your your piddly old Super Nintendo and went like, man, I can't do cool animations on this thing. Yeah, it was for a real. big deal for the time. And then also just yeah, and but even beyond like the graphical whatever you know, like how cool it is. I think it's also fun for the story and setting up who uh, Richter is. You know, just for if you somehow have not played, thought about Castlevania, and then you just jump yeah. into Rondo, you're like, okay, this guy is suiting the heck up. Yeah, he's got his little. Little, uh, there's probably well, a word. He's a little a band, string bandana, bandana thing. on. Yeah, I I, there's definitely a word well, for that. And even there's even like know. the anime style. Like there's four screens on the screen of him tooling up. And actually, this is where I think we'll, we'll discuss this as we move on. Um, you saw this as like, oh, this is a good introduction to Simon Belmont or Richter Belmont. Uh, for me, it was this is this is a introduction to like, oh, here's this badass that I've been that I've, yeah. I've finally seen his you, badass you already in anime. Know. Yeah, that's y'all y'all already know. I was like that's was that's about. my boy. Hell yeah, look at him. It it does it kind of has this vibe of, you know, uh they I try to get out but they keep pulling me back in. You know, yeah. cuz he's just like reading a letter by a candlelight with like wind bl- ruffling through his collar. Yeah, or <laughs> his, no, like he, wingtip collar. No, it's he, so funny. Is, he has like a map on a uh, on a on a table and he like swats his hand down on it defiantly like gotta go to work oh yeah and also in the chat i'm not i don't know this but yeah the, the people that worked on the uh cutscenes for rondo may have been the same art team for snatcher and sunset riders i don't know but this is this is mid 90s this is maybe like peak konami i think that konami on the nes and super nintendo i i, I think konami really were at their best on the super nintendo even though Metal Gear Solid, Symphony of the Night, and Silent Hill are like three of the absolute best PlayStation 1 games. Their catalog, though, looks broadly speaking, 
Uh, yeah, who knows exactly who was working on this game, but they were all probably it's, top of yeah, the field. It's one you know? of those things I feel like the older retro games just kind of can't be recognized on like a po- a wide scale in the same way that like Silent Hill can. Because Silent Hill is vaguely similar to a game you could play now mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, I, I don't know, for me, I guess like just running around Silent Hill makes sense. But me <laughs> jumping into Rondo of Blood, I had absolutely no idea what yeah. I was doing. I could not get myself onto stairs. <laughs> like I just couldn't figure out how the game but works. Here's the wild thing, though. So, I'm, I'm, I, so you see stairs. One of the first things you do actually is you jumped for the stairs. You jumped on the stairs, and then this I just is... expected to magically snap onto the stairs. Yeah, and and you like I like some kind of idiot. Well, yeah, but like it's, just, but it's crazy. Brazen it's in, fool. In this game, you can do that, and that's like insane. I'm I'm pretty sure you couldn't do that in Castlevania Four. I know for a fact you couldn't do it in Castlevania's one through three. So in this one that you can jump on the stairs and jump off of them is like mind blowing. But you have that to hold up. Huge. You have well, to like tell the game I want to do this. Sure. But to that, do it. But that you can do it at all. Yeah. Is like. It's pretty cool. For people that have grew up playing Castlevania, you're like, this changes everything. This yeah. is enormous. But, but for it- me, it was just. <laughs> A harbinger of what was to come. <laughs> yeah. No, it and it's, I think, like... <laughs> Just immediately f- sank into the watery depths. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> a game like Mario or Mega Man, they just make a little more sense to people that are coming into them fresh. But it's there's a bias for me. Like, I've been playing Castlevania my whole life. Yeah. And then you jumping into, like, a vintage Vania right away. And by, for the record, not an easy one. This is definitely well, one of the none more of difficult. Them are easy. Anytime we no, have to play this... something like this for a video, I just ask you to do it because it's like, yeah. no, I don't, you, you don't have time to like put in a thousand hours to like just get the muscle memory. Yeah, it also like plays on a thing in games which I struggle with in general, and I talk about this over and over again. But like jump plat like space spaces yeah I'm, I'm not very great at picking up on the cues that are being dropped in video games i don't know why yeah you sometimes like <laughs> give a game too much credit you're like i don't understand it's like grace they wouldn't give you a giant room with an item if they didn't want you to use it in the you know that type of to me yeah i, I always think of like well the, the, the game gave me x they must it, the only reason for that is because it's either Y or Z. Mm-hmm. And then I try Y, it doesn't work, so then I use Z. Oh, that was the solution. Yeah. And I feel like you're just like, well, I don't know what to do. It's like, <laughs> like I think I actually had to tell you to like, where do I, like, in the first level when you go through the, the town segment, there's like four screens that mm-hmm. kind of look like a town from a, a Simon's Quest. Uh, your instinct was to like jump down the waterfall and I was like, don't go. She's like, where am I supposed to go? It's like the door, the brown thing, the door thing. And you're like, oh. Like, I thought it was just a wall. I didn't realize it was a door that yeah. I could go in. And I kept, like, walking up to doors that were just in the background. And like, yeah. can I go in this door? Can I push like, up no. and go in it? And it's like, no, it's not that kind of game. But I, I think par- probably what the problem is, is I have, like, the only games I've played before are Metroidvanias. Like, I've only, I've played Symphony of the Night, and that's the only Castlevania game I finished. Spoilers for the rest of this podcast, I guess. And and I played that a while ago, and I, it was really fun to jump back into it. That's not true. You played Castlevania Judgment, the fighting game. Did we I don't think we finished it. We didn't finish it, but it's, I think we we, we played it enough. That was fun, though. That game is, like, shockingly, I dunked on that game way many years ago. That game's all right. But yeah, they're obviously... Completely different genre 
like types of action game. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I guess I also I played so much Bloodstained, not and not even Curse of the Moon. I just played the the Re- Requiem- actual Ritual game, of the I night. guess. Yeah, Ritual of the Night. And I I was just like, oh yeah, and in that game. You know, you can't really die by falling into stuff, mm-hmm. really. Usually there is just more happening. So I, I was just, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Mentally, so- I was very confused. Though it is a common thread that when I go back to retro games, like traversing up elevation is always difficult. Like playing a source game and like going up a ladder. I'm always like, why? Why is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can't, it won't go. Mm-hmm. But um, and this, this I just have to rewire my thinking. And stairs in a Castlevania game are just like, you know, st- stairs in a Castlevania game are the lack of moving while your gun is drawn in a Resident Evil game. Yeah, just, it is like core to an experience, like changing how the stairs fundamentally work in a Castlevania game. It's like walking up to a Gears of War player and saying, hey, don't use the shotgun. Were you changing the shotgun? You'd be like, that is actually just beneath the surface, that game is all about the shotgun. It's mm-hmm. all about the Nasher shotgun. And the movement coupled with the stairs, that is Castlevania. That is the Castlevania experience. And actually, I'm sorry, Grace. I, I was so excited to jump into like talking about the games. Did you want to do a little more about the background and the history? Uh, um. Well, there's... Let me see. Yeah. I... I- I guess, like, I, I don't have a ton about the history because, like, like you were saying, I mean, there there is history here, but like you were saying, like, you know, Konami kind of peaked at this time, and then there were other, like, classic Vania titles that came out afterwards. I've been trying to, I've been trying to make Vintage Vania a thing for years. Sorry, That's, Vintage Vania. I mean, no, no, it hasn't caught on, so. <laughs> I'm the only person who says Vintage Vania. You know Vania, what? We're but... doing it here. We're going to make Vintage Vania happen. Mm-hmm. If Egovania can happen, Vintage Vania can well, happen. Well, is just a marketing thing because they can't say that he's bringing back the Castlevania formula for Bloodstained. Right. Uh, they, so I mean, in- if it's possible for Metroidvania to be a thing that Nintendo hasn't mercilessly sued into the ground. Oh, my God. Then perhaps Vintage Vania yeah. can become a can thing. Can we call it Smash Bros. Vania just to piss off Nintendo? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this I, I, I don't know like a lot about because some of the like sales figures and stuff like that uh is, is always so hard to find but i i get the sense that even in japan like rondo of blood was not a a common or well-selling game and it, it's maybe thankfully because of symphony of the night well, uh, had an enduring legacy. Play, how much can we blame that on just the PC engine? Yeah, I mean, the PC, the, the Turbo Graphics, aka the PC engine, was way more successful in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it was not totally a dumb idea for a Japanese company like Konami at the time to say, let's put something on the PC engine slash Turbo Graphics 16. But I think even like Rondo of Blood in Japan, uh, which of course, you know, that version never came to America until, uh, you know, Wii Virtual Console many years later. Um, I don't know that that version really sold well. And so I think like even though this game was was uh, certainly a refinement, perhaps arguably a perfection of the vintage Vania formula, I don't know that a lot of people really played it in its time, even in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it's like... That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it does. I, I, I have seen people say that the initial sales were mediocre. Mm-hmm. Just overall, which is, I mean, just given were people going through Castlevania fatigue at the time or was it? 
they might have been approaching it, but I mean, shoot, like, uh, at this point, no, there was the three NES games, um, the I think maybe the two Game Boy games, one Super Nintendo game, maybe like an arcade remake, maybe the, uh, I don't know that there was really getting fatigue. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it could have been approaching it, but then when I think about like Mega Man, like Mega Man fatigue was definitely sitting in. There were six NES Mega Mans and at least one, maybe two X's, uh, a couple of Game Boy games. I don't know. Maybe because for Konami, there there were definitely more Castlevanias than there were Contras. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that there really was a fatigue, but the fact that this one coming off of Super Castlevania Four, that it really went back to the roots and did not have the eight direction whipping. Uh, attack i don't know that if people were like well no the eight direction whipping that's the future why are we going backwards well i mean but people i think people who actually played it did like it Mm -hmm. though like it got lots of awards and i know american magazines were like very they definitely reported on it excited about it and wanted wanted it to come over they were like i need my anime ryu style Mm -hmm. like richter asap yeah (laughs) like just inject it into my veins i need i need i need i need hot babes sacrificed in the very beginning oh my god like lord just once in my life i would like to you know make me a good looking enough woman to be sacrificed as a virgin on the table for dracula's like coming yeah please just once in my life well grace start by getting some plastic surgery uh because i know her gravity defying 16 bit (laughs) knockers yeah 17 1776 and she's got like perfectly silicone boobs it's not how boobs work well, not I, I mean, we work. Just, but anyway, we just need to show off. I mean, it, what oh, and a, there what was Kit Dracula too. Yes, thank you, beautiful Joe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But you know what? You're actually right, Grace. At that point, there were a lot of Castlevanias, and maybe there was a bit of, of a fatigue. And then putting another Castlevania on another system, maybe there was just like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Because even like Symphony of the Night, I was always under the impression that Symphony of the Night was a bit of a sleeper hit. Mm-hmm. It kind of came out and just kind of consistently sold well, but was never like a gigantic thing until way after the fact. In Which, its time, it sold fine, but was never a blockbuster hit. Okay, and I'm not about to say that Symphony of the Night is the Dark Souls of Castlevania or something stupid like that, but it is kind of fun to look at that and be like, wow, you know, a game that kind of defined a whole new genre. Yeah. For gaming, in a way. I mean, I know it wasn't like the first Metroidvania necessarily. Um, I mean, but it, 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 there weren't many. The reason why Metroidvania became a thing is because yeah. in terms of like high visibility, it was Super Metroid and it was Symphony of the Night. Those were the only two. I mean, yes, there was TMNT Radical Rescue on the GBA. Uh-huh. Uh, and even though symphony was actually they, they yeah. said on record they are more inspired by zelda than they were by um metroid uh but i i but yeah like it's not it's not like it was you know there may be like a couple stragglers but that was is kind of cited as like the moment yeah it's kind of like the of like a resident evil 4 moment or a Mega Man x moment or something it's, you know it's a and yeah it's interesting that we have this other you know weird game that no one really cared about no one had really high expectations for you know in uh, Dark Souls and Demon Souls, mm-hmm. I guess more specifically, and then it was a sleeper hit, and then it just built word of mouth, and then finally it just became like he- this monstrously oh, huge. Oh, that's why you said demons. Yeah, you meant you meant say Demon Souls. I meant to say Demon Souls. Yeah. I have a hard time remembering Demons. I, I have a hard time yeah. remembering things. 
period. But also but. demons and dark souls. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because that's that's my shit. That's well, the, uh, no, they both that, start the with the letter D, okay? Yeah, I'm yeah. doing my best. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know you don't really care about those games. Like, I I mean, yeah, they're, I'm happy for everybody that they're there. <laughs> that's, I'm happy they're there. You don't it's like crushing, crushingly do. difficult, depressing story, uh, dark medieval games, Grace? I would rather hang out with my Greek god boyfriend, uh, Zagarias, and Hades. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would rather be, you know chatting up megra at the bar it's a lot, lot of babes and hunks in that game for sure yeah though people sold me tell told me about the babes and hunks this is totally an aside before we come back to castlevania but mm. it, it's not as much about dating as i thought it was but uh, i'm still into it i'm this is like a rare game where i'm in it for the gameplay more than i am the babes and hunks mm-hmm. but anyway castlevania rondo of blood uh <laughs> i i think a lot of people um consider this to be the best castlevania game best vintage vania game maybe of all time all of them put together uh and i had not really i i only played like the first few levels i never had beaten it uh before the game club Mm. um and now i have uh i beat it um i guess i didn't beat it 100 percent all the way through with uh richter i guess i never did actually beat uh the grim reaper boss uh, with Richter, I, I I was I was on stream and I kind of got through. Still, some that's levels. a huge accomplishment. I, in my opinion, yeah. I I got through seven screens. Yeah, and you, you did for over a period night. of several. Oh, it was, hours. It was, I think you got to the Axe Knight in the second level, and you were like, "I don't want to play this anymore," <laughs> which I think is a fair place to be, like, because the Axe Armors are always a pain. They're the worst enemies in video games. Yeah, but again, I didn't quite understand what the game was telling me because I saw that he had a shield, and I was like, "Oh, obviously he has a shield, so that means I can't hit him mm-hmm. because he has a shield that blocks my and attacks." I was like, no grace. So a- I have to jump around him to hit him from behind and then i watched a walkthrough and the guy was just like hit the shield twice and the guy drops the shield i'm like oh my god well so he blinks when you hit him and it goes blink noise when you hit him and i think i just wasn't hitting him you were or maybe you weren't yeah i I I don't know i wasn't watching the whole time i was trying to not watch the whole time because i I didn't want to helicopter parent you i could tell tell you were already intimidated enough as it was yeah i i was i'm was already very intimidated by this game, which I guess I've been talking about. But also, I have this weird thing when I play games in front of Derek where I, I'm like embarrassed. I don't know why. It's like we've been. And I don't. I, I, I don't. Get, we've, Derek and I have been in a relationship for seven years. I always forget. Yeah. Yes, like seven, seven is. is it really seven it years? Seven years yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so like seven years. <laughs> Don't sound so shocked. Oh my god. <laughs> Good seven Lord. years wasted with this guy. <laughs> Again, it's a circle. I have no idea where I am <laughs> ever. But yeah, I still am just like, you know, like tucking my hair behind my ear, and I'm like, I want Derek to like me or something. And I'm just like afraid for Derek to see how bad I am at game. I don't know. There are certain games that I feel intimidated by, mm-hmm. and I kind of like Derek's really good at it. Derek beat it, yeah, which is insane to me. <laughs> but then sometimes and I'm then- <laughs> one time I was playing a Call of Duty game, which is a series that I just don't like the Call of Duty multiplayer mode. And one time I was I was playing and I was like, Man, I'll get I'll, I'll play this, see if I can get into it. Maybe I I need to get out of my comfort zone with the way this game works. And I was playing at one time and uh, I saw a dude and I was like, ah! and I just totally like shot, you know, around him. I like <laughs> traced the wall, didn't hit him once. And he just like, you know, destroyed me. And Grace was like, why well, you choked? And then walked out of the room. <laughs> like you're just like standing there, arms crossed, like good choke. And then you walked out. And I'll be honest, like I've Does not. Does that still hurt? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> 
You like fall asleep at night thinking about like, oh fuck, did I? Choke? Yeah, I did. Oh, it's like no, I know I choked, Grace. I know I choked. I know that I did. Thank you. A spade looks in the mirror and goes, "I'm a spade." And then someone goes, "Yeah, you're a spade." It's like I know I'm a spade. You know, uh, so I, I I I can commiserate. I understand, <laughs> but I was really trying to be supportive. But I could also tell at a certain point you were just like we're not having fun. I still think that, uh, yeah, this game is definitely real good. It's in that conversation, mm-hmm. but man, just my heart will always belong to Castlevania Three. Yeah, I just think that yeah, you get the multiple paths with Rondo. But you also get them in a much more profound way with Dracula's Curse. Uh, whereas there are a handful of levels in Rondo where there's like an alternate level three. There's an alternate level two, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, like there are like, if, if, if you don't go on the boat, instead hit the marsh to get Alucard, you like do three levels that are different that you don't get on any other playthrough, and then you start in the basement of the castle. So, like, like Dracula 3, or Castlevania 3, actually, I think, has more replay in that regard. I will say, though, as much as I love Castlevania 3, I've never actually legitimately beaten that game. Mm. What do you mean legitimately? Well, I've used Game Genie. Okay, right. Um, and, uh, th- but the, the, the to, pro- to do what? What did you do? To get do? infinite lives. Oh, okay. Because I was the, hoping there would be like no something more fancy than that. Like, like the last level, usually in a Castlevania game, there is a checkpoint at Dracula. And yeah. the fight with Dracula is hard enough that you need that checkpoint. Uh, for whatever reason, when you get game over in Castlevania 3, at least the American version, uh, it kicks you back to the beginning of the very beginning of the level. And I don't need to tell you that that last level of a cat. You think the second level of a Castlevania game is hard, Grace. Try the last level of a Castlevania game. Uh, And then you have to do that level. And then you have to beat Dracula, who has three forms. Mm -hmm. So with that caveat, I fucking love that game. It's it's just like. I I just I just think it's I I think it's I, I think it's a slightly better game. I really, really did enjoy my time with Rondo, but I guess I was expecting to be floored and wowed, and I, I was for a lot of reasons, but I just wasn't like, I was playing it, and I was just like, I don't know, man, I think that, you know, 3 is better. And then also, I think there's an argument for Castlevania 4 being too easy, uh, you know, with the, the eight-directional whip, you don't even need to have your secondary weapons, uh... But, man, it's nice to play a Castlevania game that's kind of easy. <laughs> you know? Take a break uh, and play a Castlevania game that's, it's, you know, it's not... That's not, like, punishing you. Yeah. And that game still got some difficulty. Well, and um, I, I think that the way Castlevania, like, came up, you know, obviously during, on the NES and things like that, and it was designed for a different system with a different set of capabilities. And as we, you know systems got better and better i think it stops making sense to have a game that controls the way that a classic castlevania game controls because it they the movement is so slow Mm -hmm. you're not able to like i I guess that's the thing is you can't move very well yeah the i the thing about not being able to attack in multiple directions unless you have like a uh the the sub weapon the sub weapon yeah I find just very frustrating. Like it's not. 
Yeah. I don't know if I'm I'm having that like RPG mentality where I'm just trying to hoard all my items and I just need to let that go. But Oh, for sure, because I mean, <laughs> at the end of the level you get bonus points for how many hearts you have. And you, st- and you start the next level off with five parts or whatever, I think. Always. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I know, sure. I just yeah. I um I, so so with that regard, I do think there's maybe a conversation because we're talking about like a history that we don't know and a lot of the development is like I'm not sure if all of that stuff is out there because, you know, these companies are very secretive at the time. I think that Rondo is sort of a uh, maybe a bit of a legacy kind of throwback game in its own right. Mm -hmm. And it's maybe like we're not going to reinvent the wheel. We're just going to, you know, let's take the classic Castlevania yeah. Uh, formula let's but sing it, to the bleachers yeah like we're, we're playing yeah and I, I think what they were thinking was like we have this system that is like you know the pc engine the uh the duo the turbo duo i think by some measure is like maybe a beefier system than the super nintendo with the genesis or at least it was a newer system and they could uh experiment with it they were like man let's let's not reinvent the wheel let's just go let's let's try that but make it better and it really feels like it was a legacy game which is what i think most of the time with a a game that's a sequel and i I know it's different because castlevania had a lot of titles and you know zip zip codes upc codes but (laughs) got hose and area codes yeah 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 yeah. but with like uh you know a franchise i like that's really all i want in Mm -hmm. the new one is i just want the same thing but maybe like slightly better yeah and and this game's got like so many throwbacks it's got um uh, boss fights. There's a, there's a, there's a boss rush mode where you just fight all of the bosses from Castlevania One again, mm-hmm. and they even use they they remade uh the boss music from Castlevania One. Uh, and there's so many songs that are straight up remakes or reprise old melodies yeah. from classic Castlevania games, and um, it's it really it's it's like it's like it, yeah, this is for yeah, the as this a is kingdom, for the balcony. This as is a for Kingdom the Hearts fan, I can understand the appeal of. <laughs> reused how, how assets in a game how dare you <laughs> no I'm, I'm agreeing with you Derek did you speak of that game when we talk about Castlevania <laughs> it's yeah I, yeah, I did, no, that, that and maybe great. this is and that's probably why it's lost on you because this is a nostalgia product project well, that's I, just like not for for you but well, I, I wonder how much of it like kind of The mystique around Rondo and the love of Rondo like, you know even though while like obviously it is legitimate. I mean, it's got to do something to an American audience to be like, yeah, you have Castlevania, but there's this legendary Castlevania game that you're never going to play. Yeah. And you it's know? so much better. It's so good. Like every know? single game or every single movie. It's like, oh, yeah, but the original German cut of the film is like, oh, that's the that's the director's cut with all of the dialogue and the gore that you want. And it, it never that's almost never true. You know, yeah. Um, because like, like nothing can live up to like a myth or a legend exactly like that we talked about this in in a video we made a long time ago for a monster well, party yeah. you know like oh it's uncensored it's like no it's not uncensored it's just what 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 you're the term uncensored just means that like all the copyrighted stuff they were unsure about is still there it's not actually like yeah. a more gory game or um, even sometimes for some of these things that i guess like you know, some people like to get upset about for clicks or views. It's like, oh, they put a spaghetti strap on her, <laughs> on her like tank top, but mm-hmm. it's like the the boobage is still there. It's all yeah, yeah. nothing has changed except the boobs. Did they give her a shirt in one of them? 
No, I wasn't talking specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Anything in particular. I but the, yeah, there's lots of uncensored Final Fantasy where it's like, no, here's this this enemy that looks like a statue of Athena. Uh, they just put a crop top on her. But in the Japanese version, she's bare-breasted, but not anatomically correct, you know, that type of stuff. I, yeah, so I do think that there is, the for a lot of people that kind of grew up my age and then grew up with these games, you just heard about this legendary Japanese game that was the best one. And Also, like, what's a Rondo? Isn't it Rondo? Well, I mean, well, I don't right, mean, he's, he's, I, I meant that I'm not genuinely asking. I'm more because everyone knows what a Rondo I mean, is. Are we talking I mean, about just kidding? But the, the playoffs are not the playoffs because a Rondo outside of the playoffs. That is a genuine question. <laughs> he only shows up during the playoffs. Oh, my God. He's got a ring from the Celtics and the Lakers. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Go, what are we, we talking about? Rondo. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, a, a Rondo is a type of dance. Right. Yeah, and that did. And I've oh, never, wait a literally never heard of it outside of the context of people wait talking about minute. this game. Is this the start of like Castlevania subtitles, um, having music related bullshit? There's Harmony of Dissonance, Symphony of the Night, because um, at the, the Japanese version of uh, Symphony is Nocturne in the Moonlight, which, I mean. Nocturnal and Moonlight are kind of like the same thing. It's kind of like a nonsense phrase. Yeah. So they gave it a a music title. Um, kind of like Dinner of Blood, which is the first. <laughs> <laughs> what the PlayStation 4 version, I guess, updated yeah, the, version the, the, of the, Rondo. The translated name of the first level is called Dinner of Blood, which I feel like if if, if, if a, a better localization would have been like, you mean like Feast of Blood or like... Yeah. Blood Feast. Like, yeah, like... D- blood supper yeah something about it reminded dinner of blood just sounded like (laughs) no an english-speaking person didn't write that (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't sound no if if i was working on that team i'd be like nope that's that's a good first try it's a good rough draft but we're gonna think of something better than dinner of blood by the time we ship right i guess it's funny and it's this is these things have really nothing to do with each other except for the similarity of the word but just reminded me of d's diner yeah, or <laughs> which was just Game Fan Magazine mistranslating. Yeah, what, just what, missed the end. The word Shokutaku means dinner table. Yeah. Dino Shokutaku means D's dinner table. Um, and I guess it's just a coincidence that they're both Dracula. Yeah. I, ooh. Mi- do I want to spoil this game? Yeah. They're both, what, they're both Dracula. They're both yeah. Dracula related. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The spoiler of Dracula being what D and Kenji Eno's D means is actually not even the huge twist until you get to the cannibal suicide murder thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, not, there's no suicide. It's just like, cannibal murder. It's like the most '90s satanic panic thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Of just like, oh, turns out it's all you know, occult child murder cannibalism. Just yeah. it's all just in a ball together, like here. Yeah, none of that in in, in uh, Rondo of Blood, unfortunately. Uh, meatball of blood. Meatball, yeah. Spaghetti and meatballs of the night. <laughs> so I think the yeah. Yo, I mean, you can get Rondo now on uh, all types of platforms. Um, yeah, Wii Virtual Console, maybe Wii U Virtual Console. But yeah, the uh, Castlevania Requiem on PlayStation 4. Uh, it is not in the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which I do think is an oversight. But it's still that that, that Anniversary Collection is pretty, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, you have if, if you got the Anniversary Collection, you have enough Castlevania to chew on for sure. Uh, the PSP version, um, they have a, a a remake of it as well as an unlockable port of the uh, game. 
uh, which you actually f- can just find. You don't even have to beat the game. And I believe it's... um, Which, that's uh, pretty awesome. Just yeah. making it available. And it's, it, it wasn't too difficult to uh, uh, to find that um, the, the hidden collectible that lets you unlock the original version. I figured it was something about you had to beat the game, you mm-hmm. know, in hard mode or something like that. Uh, but no, it was actually really easy to find. Um, but that being said, uh, I, I played the emulate. I had to emulate the uh, uh, the PSP port, uh, Dracula X Chronicles, and that is like a full top to bottom remake. It's in like you know, kind of two point five D, um, a lot of three D models and stuff like that. Redid the soundtrack, redid the voices and stuff like that. I actually wasn't too impressed with that port. Um. I think in a pinch it'll do and that you can unlock the original version is definitely a boon and that it comes with uh, Symphony of the Night. I, uh, outside of the fact that I was playing on emulation and PSP emulation for that game in particular, d- there's some work to be done. Uh, it, it, it definitely has some, it, it didn't, it didn't run as good as it should. Um, but st- even outside of that, I wasn't crazy about it. How I did do- you feel about the 2.5 D? It, is not as good as the art style in the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, ge- I just generally, I like pixel based graphics. I like old school graphics. Uh, 2.5 D work can work. Clono was great. You know, that type of that. The 2.5 D is fine. It felt kind of like a lazy, um, maybe lazy is wrong, but I just wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. I think it's hard to pull off successfully. In older games, like I, I feel like Mega Man Eleven is probably is a pretty yeah. good, decent example of it. Wow, you know, this looks right. Actually, a, a good you praise that point. Mega Man Powered Up is a totally two point five D with three D models remake of the first Mega Man, but they remade it and they they gave the whole game a very very specific art style and made it like a fun Saturday morning cartoon like thing. And so, uh, if you're gonna make a three D remake like that, you gotta really do more. You you have to. It has to be super stylized. Yeah, it, it needs to like kind of make sense in its world, kind of in the way that uh, I just bring this up anytime something someone talks about something looking good. But the way the new Lupin uh, movie, the the CG movie that came out yeah. last year, I don't think it's been released in America yet or in English yet. Mm-hmm. I guess I should say, but it's just we should the, look into that. I want. I, would, I really want yeah. to watch it. I don't think it's out. I looked recently. And Did it's you? Not. Okay, all right. Yeah, and it's like just like it just it does such an amazing job of translating that hyper specific, completely designed for 2D, you know, hand drawn art style that does not translate to 3D well and just somehow like makes it work. It's so it's so incredible. I would say maybe uh, another example would be Dragon Ball Z Fighters Mm -hmm. or Dragon Ball Fighter Z Um, because that game is a 2D fighter. But when you do your specials, then the camera zooms in and pans around you. And, you know, much like the Guilty Gear games that came slightly before it, the the reality is these are actually like 3D models that just look 2D. Mm-hmm. And maybe this game was just like, you know. I guess Street Fighter 4 also kind of did that well. Yeah. And, well. I, and it was a PSP game. And this is also, you know, when Dracula X Chronicles dropped on PC or on PSP, that was probably around the time the konami was like what are we doing with these video games yeah can we do the pachinko and have you know 
more casinos and uh, nightclubs. Pachinko and... was the name of the girl they killed on the they stabbed <laughs> to death on the table. Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah. I think that it was just a neat little project, and I don't know that it's really like. A, I would not say that it is maybe like the best way to play that game. But mm-hmm. I think if you are a fan of the series and you want to learn a little more, because it has a lot of fun unlockable stuff, uh, yeah, you can certainly do worse. Yeah. But I um, don't think it's the only one to own. The only problem with the uh, Castlevania Requiem that you bought for PS4 is it's super bare bones and has one of the weirdest game select menus I've ever seen. Yeah, You got two games. How do you make a game select menu that fugly? And mm-hmm. was bad. It's ba- very really graphic bad. design is my passion. Super. I, I'm not even good at graphic design. I'm like, that's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. But, you know, 20 bucks digitally. Can't argue with that. Dracula X Chronicles. I don't believe is available I mean, for. It's also like not like that's a great price necessarily. It really was more about the convenience. <sighs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but and it's well, I think what's really what I, what I when this is the thing that I, I was really excited about doing this game club for. Um Yo, these two games are like the polar free and opposite of each other. And they are like sequels. It is so crazy that Rondo of Blood is kind of like a celebration. Weirdly enough, even though it was in its time, in its heyday, still like a like a, you know, retrospective celebration of the Castlevania series and maybe a refinement and some would argue a perfection of that vintage uh, uh, formula. And then the next game, the follow-up to it, completely throws the book out for, I mean, some would argue for the better. I think that because I, I might argue for the better. Yeah, because you were telling it, me. Still, I respect that it's there. <laughs> yeah, because because I mean, it's it's weird to compare them like that because it's such different games. But you were like, because you were telling me like, oh, my God, Rondo, I just I can't do this game. And then you were like three seconds into just the opening where you're playing as Richter of Symphony of the Night. And you were like. It's just better. Oh my god, I love yeah, this so much more. Yeah, it's so crazy because it's when when the Symphony of the Night first starts after you are treated to a hilariously terrible opening cinematic of a 3D castle. Like, thank God they didn't make yeah, this game in 3D. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but there's just like all of that is happening, and then suddenly you're playing as Richter, and I immediately am getting like PTSD style flashbacks because I'm like I don't want to do this again i'm gonna you know just die even though whatever and well he he controls so differently well no he well but the thing is is he at least you know because obviously i'm playing it on a playstation 4 controller Mm -hmm. the movements are like all of the buttons you press to do his moves are the exact same which is fun but he is so fast he just Mm -hmm. actually it's like i'm not like strutting like <laughs> strutting through, through a like bowl of jello yeah, yeah, yeah i'm just like i'm there and i yeah it's just you're he's so much snappier it just feels good and then i'm fighting versus dracula and it's just like boom 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 bing bing bop and i think that that is a good intro to a video game a weird way to start that video game because oh, yeah. in america i remember playing that game uh, my brother had imported it, which is the import. The uh, I, I have the Japanese version of the PlayStation version. So of Symphony um, of, the of Symphony of the Night, uh, Nocturne in the Moonlight. Um, and I remember being like, "What is what? What is happening?" Well, yeah, I thought this was gonna be like Super Metroid. And I I imagine a lot of people played that game and had no idea what Rondo was. And it's just it's such a tease. Like, how are you gonna start a this game 
with a flashback to a game that we never got in America. It's almost like you're mocking us, you know? And But I guess that's maybe that was but th like the best they could do. They're well, like, we could just have a big wall of text explaining mm -hmm. what happened. It's a genius which they moment. also do. They, well, yeah. But <laughs> Well, that's to, but that's to explain what this game is to set this game up. That's yeah. like that's literally a bridge moment. It's kind of brilliant though because it does because I think they were trying to they weren't switching up the Castlevania formula. This was supposed to be a fun spin-off. This, this was the B team making it. It's a really clever way to be like, hey, here's a Castlevania you know and love, but then whoop, you're playing as Alucard now. You got a sword and you can jump and you can, you know, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. It's So it's it's a bold move in that regard. But I do think that like, even though I think it's a weird way to start the game, it is because the game starts like that, I think otherwise... If not for that, Rondo would have just been this game that like people only spoke of in, in whispers. It would have completely gone away because uh, there are a handful of Castlevania games um, that just like there's the weird Castlevania game for the MSX called Vampire Killer. And there's the weird uh, sort of arcade released one that eventually became Castlevania Chronicles. Like there are super weird and obscure Castlevania games that no one really talks about anymore. And I think Rondo was going to was totally going to be that mm -hmm. if not for that intro in symphony of the night it really kept that legacy alive it was uh so even though a lot of the people that were on there were a handful of people that made rondo that actually didn't continue on to symphony of the night um but like because of that move rondo has become a legendary part of the uh of the series mm -hmm. and also i have we, we, we i love all right the voice acting Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I feel bad for you oh. playing that game in Japanese originally because you missed like some of the most iconic yeah. video game voice acting in all of history. But at that point, like definitely I, a top ten. I was used to bad dubbing in video games. Like that was a pretty natural thing. Of course. Um and like But even among bad dubbing, I feel yes. like this is legendary. And it's legendarily bad. There's got something must have happened because the you know the next big story based game that Konami made after this was Metal Gear Solid and even Silent Hill, um, the voice acting ain't bad. They they aren't you Maria? I mean, okay, it's still bad. Well, but that's Silent Hill. That's Silent Hill Two. I know, but, but I I would say even in Silent Two Hill Two, the voice acting's bad. But I, the dialogue I at wouldn't. least makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I would say that no the, one is. It, there's no like you know. English or whatever. Silent Hill. Yeah, like there's a part in, in, in Symphony of the Night where Maria goes, uh, you appear human, but huh, what do you hear? <laughs> and I, I was streaming it and someone did point out that the phrase, what do you hear? And that's H-E-R-E. -E. So like, what are you doing here? What is your purpose here? Why are you here? What do you hear? I was like, that phrase makes no sense. That is maybe grammatically correct technically, but it is a, a ba it's bad English. If I if I was if I was an English teacher, circle that in red ink and be like, no, rewrite that. That's bad. Mm -hmm. um, but then it apparently is like a reference to some kind of old text, and that's fine. But also, what? yeah, it, it is a reference to a, a specific novel or something like. Somebody said it is it is a reference, some kind of literary little literary reference. Still, nothing else about Maria in that scene or really the rest of the game. Does she speak like that? No. So it's still bad. <laughs> yeah, like you can't just make her Yoda for a sentence. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's one thing I, I, I 
the what is a man a miserable little pile of secrets. Well, okay, I think the thing I've always wondered what the hell that actually meant. Mm -hmm. I always thought that like that's kind of a interesting idea. I it's 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 well delivered. It's poorly recorded. I love how everything sounds like it's echoey in a goddamn garage. Um, and yo, that voice actor, he had to be a smarmy evil dude, and he was smarmy and evil Dracula. He did a fine job. Leave him alone, kids. Uh, but like, what is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. Like, is that Dracula being a vampire, just genuinely not understanding human beings and being like, wow, I don't get you. Like, is it kind of showing, is it a vulnerable moment for Dracula to be uh, kind of like, like, is he sincerely asking? Yes. He's sincerely like, I'm not he's only like, I've never had a human friend before Richter. He, he, All of my other like victims die immediately. Yeah. You're the only one who stuck around. And I wonder <laughs> if that had something to do with the Castlevania anime that came out recently, because uh-huh. the first, the opening scene of the Castlevania cartoon on Netflix, they show that Dracula like met this woman and she was like, come on, come on, dude, come on. And he was like, you're right. Sorry. And then, and then the villagers uh, 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 label her a heretic and kill her. And that sets him on a blinding rage. And he's like, I, I get, you know, I trusted you. I believed in human beings and look what you did. Now I want revenge. Um, and I wonder if the interpretation of what is a man? I wonder if the, 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 the writers of that cartoon also had that interpretation that I had. It's like, oh, is, is this a human vulnerable moment for Dracula? Well, I mean, I guess because in the game, like it turns out that he's only mad because of his wife, right? Yeah. But, uh, so that's it, it is him. But it's like mankind being they, they, more sympathetic. Like I'm not just evil. I also, you know, want to go home and hang out with wifey. Yeah, I got a, <laughs> I got a heart too. But then in uh, the translated, the the, the re recorded, um, like the re man, the people that had to rewrite and re record all the dialogue for. Symphony of the Night for the uh, the Requiem remake and for the Dracula X Chronicles remake. Uh, there's no way they can win because the best because I think they did a fantastic job. I think the voice actors are about as good. Uh, I think some of the, the casting choices are not quite that great for the entire cast here. But, but the, the, the dialogue, the is, dialogue is really good. Like, yeah, I think the the, the speech between Richter and uh, Dracula, where he just basically says, um, He's basically Richter's like I fight for human beings, and then uh, Dracula before he throws he throws his goblet down. And he's just like basically he says like human beings are not worth saving because they're liars and thieves, and they will only you know, they'll only betray you is basically what it is. He has he has trust issues. He's been burned before. Yeah, or he's or all he's, of these or he's beautiful cynical. winches just being killed for him. He's yeah, like, yeah. What about maybe what he's like well thanks thanks for resurrecting me, but like yo like that chick was bang tiny. Why you gotta be bang? Why? <laughs> Kill it up, brought her. I I guess, like, also maybe one of the reasons the Rondo of Blood opening screen lady sticks out so much for me is Mm. I I feel like Dracula's wife in the Netflix anime did look a lot like that character, but not as voluptuous and buxom. (laughs) Didn't have plastic (laughs) surgery, but yeah, but I think her hair was pretty similar, and you know, all anime ladies tend to look. They all tend to have the same face, so like you know, there's not only so far you can go with that, yeah. but whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, man, what ju- justice for boob table lady, <laughs> <laughs> table boobies. What can you say about Symphony of the Night though? Like it's I um, streamed it for uh, man, a couple hours, three hours the other day, and like those three hours just melted away. Mm-hmm. Um, 
say what you want about the legacy of the Castlevania series and you know the, how those controls work and how that whip works and how the stairs and stuff work and it's very uh, uh, a, a very like specific style a very stubborn way to make a game but I think that they make it work for Castlevania and you just can't change that uh, without doing a gigantic fundamental change like they did with Symphony of the Night and holy crap mm-hmm. it just you move like butter it's just smooth I mean, I almost feel like it's there's fast. How how do you feel about the start of the game having that, I guess, abilities trope? Because think... Alucard starts all I... dude it up and then death takes everything. I away. think the context might be lost. I think it's a. I think again, thinking about this game when they were making it, when it was released in ninety seven, or or ninety eight, when, when it was when it was released. Um, I think that having the Richter fight and then giving you the introduction to Alucard is a good way to allow you to get used to the new controls. They basically like don't it because until you meet death, you know, 10, 15 screens in, there's virtually no challenge. You're super strong. Uh, you have like some of the best items in the game and you're fighting very weak one hit enemies. But the reason why they take away that challenge is so you can get acclimated to these new controls. And I, and maybe that was like what, I was missing playing Rondo and I probably all the Castlevania games just kind of throw you in because it's Castlevania. Like they've yeah. earned it at this mm-hmm. point. They don't, they should expect you to come to them versus oh, yeah. them coming to you. And I, I get that, but maybe Castlevania four, maybe is, is it I don't, a little, think, I don't think there's any pits in the first level of Castlevania four, but you know, they like, for example, you know, games that teach you how to play them like Mario or whatever, the first yeah. Mario game. Like that's I think that's really cool. Yeah, like World 1 1 of Mario is a masterclass in how to very subtly teach a player how to jump and how to jump over look out yeah. for objects. Here's the question mark. Jump over the pipe, mm-hmm. jump on the Goomba, you know, that type of stuff. And I, I don't think, you know, Symphony of the Night should be compared in the same breath as I'm not saying it's as amazing as Mario or anything, but I do. I just really appreciated that they did give me that time to acclimate because it, it was just it was nice. And then but the other the Rondo of Blood, you're just like hanging out on a stage coach. And then all of a sudden this a boss fight happens. Yeah. It's yeah. like, whoa, like they're there, which is throwing a, a, you in a cool spectacle. It was a rad moment. Yeah. Um, because it kind of felt like it was a cutscene, and then suddenly you're playing it, and it was sort of like you put the controller down. Oh, put, pick the troll back up. I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like out of nowhere, and I don't think that hitting, yeah, and the opening of Rondo when you're on the stagecoach, I think hitting death and killing him or getting hit yourself and not hitting him at all, I don't think it affects anything of how the game starts. I think you still start level one with uh, five hearts and full health and, you know, no. Uh, uh, no sub weapons. So maybe in a way it is teaching you how to fight. It is the same kind I of feel thing. Like there's no, since there's no like penalty. There's no penalty, but I think it's more of a style thing. Yeah. To be like, man, look at... He also talks to you in the middle of the game. Uh, he he says shit, which, I, which that was, you know, having voice in a game was still a, a new, uh, new kind of concept. And, you know, say what you want about Rondo, which I have, but I will say that it's a good looking game beautiful looking game um but it's just such a wild legacy these two games have mm-hmm. and i don't know. I, I made the point about symphony that i think like by, by in some degree symphony spawned a entire subgenre of video game and a new direction for castlevania and by by a lot of measures has never been topped not just the amount of stuff is in that game 
the soundtrack, how it all comes together, uh, the movement, the pacing. There are some aspects of that game that I don't think have ever been topped. Mm-hmm. There are... A lot of other aspects, though, that game has absolutely been topped. And I don't think people want to talk about that too much. Because when people say that, like, oh, yeah, you know, Ega made, you know, two GBA follow-ups and three DS follow-ups. So he's he's made a lot of the Egovania games, but Symphony is the best one. I think there's a conversation about, like, maybe it's the best one, but, like, yo, Aria and Harmony of Dissonance are both really, really good there are so many like the inverted castle kind of sucks it's it, it it's th- cool it's neat. it's a fun back of the box like yeah marketing thing but, but... it feels kind of <laughs> like an afterthought there's it totally does like there are uh you know the point of the game is so i think you have to get the best ending you have to explore all 200 percent of the map and to do that is like a boring, laborious thing. You got to fly around as a mist and or a bat. And if you want to just spam Dark Metamorphosis and uh, Soul Steel, or spam the Shield Rod and things like that, or just like skip, just just go mist and skip rooms completely. Mm-hmm. You can. It's really, really easy to cheese this game. And there's the, the soundtrack throughout the game is fantastic. And then, then you get to the inverted castle and like a good third, maybe half of the castle in the inverted castle is just one song. Like didn't make enough music for the whole game. Well, and like uh, some people like Joe saying in the chat, it it was added late. Yes. It was kind of an afterthought. Oh, it clear. I mean, and, it, and without that, you kind of need the inverted castle because without it, the game is like five hours. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and you couldn't have a five-hour game in nineteen ninety-seven. No, 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 no. Like, no, that's no. insane. Even like Parasite Eve was ten hours, mm-hmm. but this is the you know this is the era of Final Fantasy VII. We got to have forty hours at least. Yeah. Um, and you know people want to spend, and also at the time, you know, Ega wanted to. They they mentioned the reason why they made a kind of open world is they just wanted it to be non-linear to make it longer because. People were buying Castlevania games, and then he saw so many of them in used bins. So he felt like, oh, we need to add more replay. I'll make a big castle, um, which was a really, really smart move. Unfortunately, he made a game that is really addictive. And yeah, just I played that game for I streamed for three hours that melted away. Mm-hmm. It was just like Symphony of the Night and Doom are two games that I can play. And it's all muscle memory. Like my brain's completely. It's a great game for me to relax and play still. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know i just justice for the other games that he made you know <laughs> i just feel like Ega yeah. is is he is he was too fucking good at making those games for people just to say like oh yeah symphony was his peak i don't know man like not not to take anything away from symphony but like i guess he had nothing to do with it but circle the moon is a great middle ground between the two because it is a metroidvania like that but you have a whip so it's sort of Really, the only one of the few times that like the two, like Rondo and Symphony having a baby, was Circle of the Moon. Mm-hmm. But then all the other ones, which, that which followed, is the indie game that came out. No, no, no. That, that that's sorry. No, that that is the first GBA game. Wait, what was the the indie? What was the? Oh, the the, the other game that came with Bloodstained. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's something of the moon. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I because you were talking I about that, just, I was so confused for a second. I just forgot it. Crap. 
Hold on. Chat, please save me. Curse of the Moon. Thank Curse you. Curse of the Moon. Okay. Because oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Castlevania game called Curse of Darkness. And there's a Castlevania game <laughs> called Circle of the Moon. Well, Curse of the Moon is the Bloodstained game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like having a breakdown. Okay. But... Um, and I forgot what I was talking about now, but oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, the Circle of the Moon is the first GBA game that was has a giant open world similar to a, a, a Symphony of the Night, and that you're that you have a whip. Um, is just like a. It's really I don't know if a lot of Castlevania fans like pay tribute to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, Harmony of Dissonance was I think the second GBA game. I I think that was the first EGA game. That one's kind of rough. I don't know that you can call any of the Ega video games bad, but I would say that's maybe the bottom of the list for me. Do but, you think that there's also? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, but, if, that, that, that's but then Aria, the last GBA game, and Harmony, the first DS game. Honestly, I guess I haven't played all three of these games enough, but my recollection is like that's the conversation mm-hmm. between Aria, Harmony, and Symphony. Those are the, that's the conversation among those three. That's the best that you got ever made in terms of the Metroidvania. Well, I, Egovania, sorry. This is me from the outside. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of get the sense that the, the portable Castlevania titles aren't really talked about as much unless you're super hardcore. Cause I think, yeah, I don't know if that is just, oh, it's not on your TV, it's not a big boy game or something. That was certainly uh, how Konami felt about them. Yeah, or or maybe it is just because there were less and less people buying, you know, like just less and less of an audience for each of those games in, mm-hmm. in general, which was something we know about. I don't know, though, because like more people owned Game Boy Advances and DSs than like PlayStation, oh, PlayStation 2. Yeah. But a lot of people it's, own GBAs it's, it and It is hard because like DS... Because those games were wild, like systems were wildly successful. And I know like once you start getting into the DS, it's so successful that it becomes popular with women, which when that happens, people are like, women don't like, you know, hard games or like classic style games. They Mm -hmm. want Cooking Mama and Beyonce Rhythm or whatever, (laughs) you know, I don't know. They want Nintendogs, damn it. Yeah, they want, we want our Nintendogs and we want them now. (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, I I just I feel like um, Symphony and Rondo are like the two that are really kind of talked about the most. Or I think when people talk about Castlevania now, they talk about like the weird Kojima, um, Lords of Shadow games, and how like I always call them God of Vania, mm. uh, and how apparently those were like, or at least the first one was exceedingly successful. Um, but. <sighs> There's so many Castlevania games. It doesn't surprise me that like, you know, when you have a series this long running, you know, it's sort of like there are a lot of Zelda games, but everyone still always comes back to Ocarina. You know, invariably when you have a series of a lot of really good ones, uh, where a long running series where most of the games are very good, there's still only a couple of them are going to be in the conversation uh, and talked about a lot. So that's just kind of how it goes. But it's, that's kind of like my piece, because I feel like we talked mostly about this in this podcast, mainly about Rondo. Because mm. there's just not what left can you say about Symphony? Like that's that that's really all I got to say about Symphony is yeah, that like it's really good. It's addictive. The loop of having to find new things so you can yeah. be stronger and then being like, well, what else can I do? Yeah, where else do I go now? Is really, you know, a kind of a powerful tool psychologically. 
and, and, the, and I, I think I'm sorry. Oh, just and 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 the soundtrack never. Yeah. I've, been, I've been listening to that soundtrack since the '90s. Still, some of the best melodies I think have been composed uh, in a video game, maybe ever. There's just, it's it's just I could do probably an hour on why the soundtrack is good, but I'll I'll hold you. But I'll just like man, man, god damn, that soundtrack is still really good. Well, I I kind of want to take that idea and take it into Bloodstained, which, you know, obviously is, like, supposed to be the big Yo. Egovania follow-up, and I have, you know, played that game yeah, pretty yeah. intensely, and I, I gotta say, I love it, and it, it gives me a lot of the same, you know, Metroidvania vibes and feelings. I don't know that I would go as far as to say that it's like as good as Symphony of the Night. It yeah. certainly isn't as like groundbreaking. It really is that because if anything, then like Bloodstained is this genre's Rondo, and then it, it is totally playing for the bleachers. Oh yeah, hundred percent of the choir, um, which is a very safe and fine thing to do because also that I think that's exactly what we wanted. Well, if anything, I yeah, think well, that I wanted the the Egavania style has been more endearing than the Vintagevania style. Mm-hmm. Like for the legacy of Castlevania that is undeniable, um, Symphony of the Night inspired way more. And oh, yeah. I think it's had a longer lasting legacy, if only because that's been a more, uh, you know, regurg- regurgitatable, copyable. Uh, people have done so much with that style. I, it, yeah. Not to I, say I that it's, not it, to say it's regressive, too. It's, it's not. I, and also, it's almost not. I think where Bloodstained fails compared to Symphony of the Night is in its own, like the art design. Uh, for me, it is doing that 2.5D thing, uh, which... I didn't mind it, but I do think that they they the 2.5D was an enormous struggle for that game. Yeah. And that's why that game took longer to make than Mind Number 9. And I also think that's why Mind Number 9 didn't look good. Because they didn't have... Uh, the, you look at look at Mind Number 9. It's harder look at than you think. And then look at Mega Man 11. Yeah. And I understand that Mega Man 11's got Monster Hunter money behind it. It's like... Like it's got like you need the capital and the talent and the just the the hands, uh, the amount of you know the crew that you can have like Capcom to do. I didn't think Mega Man Eleven was really that great to be honest, but the look, mm-hmm. it's one of the best looking two point five D kind of retro throwbacks. I think this maybe ever been made. It's it that game just the look, incredibly good looking game, mm-hmm. and I do think that they. That was the thing that struggled with Bloodstained. I think they did make the most of a good situation, but if that game had been a more uh, stylized style um, or some kind of it's pixel-based hard to say game, exactly what I want from them. Really, I, I for some reason I just don't feel like Miriam is an iconic character, and part of it is her character is written to be very bland. And, you know, while she is very animated out, she's got like this kind of semi Lolita, mm-hmm. like gothic dress on. And that's uh, fine. There's, yeah. a, there's just something about her. I just don't find interesting or there was a bit of exciting. I, I recall Bloodstain having a decent amount of levity uh, and that Miriam would uh, meet some colorful characters around the castle. And she'd kind of be like, good Lord, this guy, you know, a little bit of a uh, it was light. Um I think with Bloodstained, the thing that I'm honestly more more remembering when I think about uh, that game is like just the combat and the the amount of stuff mm-hmm. in that game. The 
amount of loot, the amount of things you can upgrade. Well, yeah, there are like 50 different systems. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like um, Ega, this is really Ega in his element because he likes to do systems like that. We can talk about, we have we don't have time to go to the 3D uh, Ega games, but the second uh, PS2 game, um, Curse of Darkness, uh, that game has systems on systems, has a lot of really cool upgrades and equipment and loot and stuff like that i don't think the game just the combat and the sit and, and the environments are just not that interesting but i can look at that game and go like yeah this is a guy who likes a lot of stuff in games and knows how to balance it all he's very similar he, he, he he's i feel like he's got a similar situation to like shinji mikami and that like he can make a complicated game with a lot of stuff work Make it feel seamless. And that was the thing that stood out most for me with uh, uh, Bloodstained. Is there's a lot in that game, and I think it works. Uh, and I enjoyed playing through it. It's also a game that, like, uh, you can eventually get, like, so incredibly stupid strong. Um, and just, like, sometimes that is fun to max out your character and steamroll over the whole game. Uh, you can do that in this game, like, like it dares you to. Mm-hmm. But also they've added something that's also again, they've added a ton of content stuff to anyway. I, I guess I, I am excited to see what they do next in that I I will franchise. S- I will say this. Um I was so happy with uh Curse of the Moon. Mm-hmm. The first Curse of the Moon. I was just because th- that was a good throwback to kind of vintage Vania style with a lot of like, you know, Inti Creates who's been, you know, making those types of games for for decades now. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I gotta say, I super did not like the sequel. Mm-hmm. I was very, very disappointed with it. It felt um, much less a Metro. It felt like a game that was much less a Castlevania game and more its own thing, which is fine because that's what Inti did. Inti does. They make 2D action games uh, with a retro throwback style, but like they're carrying that torch and really inventing new play styles and a lot of really interesting. Uh, level designs i still felt the game was very rigid and difficult in a way i didn't find very interesting and honestly like bounced off of it i think i i I got about half or two-thirds the way through the game or something like that and i was really disappointed um and then like about a week or two a month or two after they released it they were like update to the game an even harder mode i was like no good thanks guys if you make Blaster Master 3, I'll buy that day one as well. Um, and I love all the uh, Mighty Gunvolt Burst and all. Inti's doing great stuff. It hurts me to say that I bought an Inti game and was like extremely disappointed by it. Um, but I ho- I'm looking forward to more Bloodstained proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the Curse of the Moon series is sort of like I'm... Ugh. I feel like at a certain point I would have been more excited about the Curse of the Moon series. Uh, but now I'm like, I don't know. They just released a new uh, updates for uh, curse uh, for, for a ritual of the night. That is uh, like a cool, like not a boss rush mode, but like play as some of the bosses, which is just like play as a different, you know, looking Miriam with a completely different move set. Um, and they added a randomizer mode. They're still putting shit in ritual of the night. Yeah, it's at this I, point. I'm just so happy it worked out. Yeah, it, it, it. Other than the, I don't know how the switch port is doing because we 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 did the video a year and a half ago and it really like I, I haven't yeah I haven't kept up I with haven't it. kept up with it I feel like I thought that a lot of 
Like they they have been releasing patches for it yeah. consistently. Well, I, even, I'm still on their like little Reddit and their Discord. Yeah, I don't know. But I, yeah, I get the sense that like I don't know, the amount of stuff they've they've shoveled into it, it's it's become like a 100 hour game now. If you want, there's God, so many yeah. new game plus. And and extra I worry things. about a sequel because I I don't want a game that big. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I or how because with the sequel, it's you're always like okay, let's make bigger, better, you know, whatever. And usually what, you know, well, that... I don't, don't want to wait five more years for another one, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's sort of like Quentin Tarantino makes great movies, but like I'll wait for him to make a 90 minute film. I'm, I just don't have I haven't watched his last few movies because I don't want to watch another three hour Quentin Tarantino movie. I'm done. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't need that long thing anymore. Make a short one, please. Yeah. Um, and oh, so, yeah, even though like, yeah, they're still <sighs> bloodstained appears to be one hell of a package now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next, but you got did it, man. Yeah. Uh, he came back. He did the Kickstarter thing. He he's it, he's made these games many times before. This seemed like a sure thing, and he took his time with it, mm-hmm. even though you know it looked good. I mean, good for them and their company. Like, yeah. I'm just happy that it's... they they had the balls to be like, this isn't working. We need to get more people. They had yeah. way forward help. They had a whole bunch. They had people come up just to show, like, can you just help us with the lighting? I think there is a, 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 a development company they they handed just like just like very technical stuff. Well, I get I know we're almost we got to wrap up. Yeah, but yeah. I think to wrap up it. It would be kind of cool if, you know, Konami ever made games again or used their properties again for yeah. something other than you know, pop caps and or like, thankfully, <laughs> Castlevania hasn't gotten the Contra. What's what's the, the the Contra game that came out last year? It's it's Rogue Rogue Core or something like that. Yeah. Um. Apparently, like you have to play to unlock two player mode and your guns can overheat. Ugh. Like what? What are you talking? Yeah. What? Are you going to tell me that I have to like pick up ammo and worry about my accuracy now? It's a contra game. It yeah. Um it would be cool to see them come back to Castlevania or come back to um the Metroidvania. Yeah. And do something cuz it you know Mega Man 11 if nothing else was really interesting because of its you know what it was as a piece of media. It was just kind of like a big fuck you to everybody. Yeah, it really in a, was a certain way. It and even well, we thought it was. It, it, we we had no way to confirm that. To be fair, well, but like it was just impossible yeah. for us to think that like when when Mine Number Nine came out and it came out as it did, somebody must have ran to somebody else at Capcom and been like, "Do you see this? There's a market. We have to make another one." Mm-hmm. Um, it is impossible to, to me that like Capcom was suddenly like somehow never aware of Mine Number Nine. Well, yeah, and I guess and when didn't you put do anything it, in response to it, when you put it like that, it's like there aren't a lot of like shooty action platformers out there. But at the moment, the indie market is swarmed still, with still Metroidvanias. Lousy. Yeah, like, and I don't know if we've reached the peak in that genre is going to kind of like phase out mm-hmm. for a little bit i, I think we I, might be getting there dude. But i feel like um like hollow knight dude ori in the forest i don't know whatever, if i just, just like everything i i liked hollow knight i thought it was fine um but i was under the impression that there are people out there that are like hollow knight is their symphony of the night mm-hmm. i feel like or ori in the blind forest um or you know there's so many of them cattle robato or gato robato yeah got yeah shouts that yeah 
Shouts to that one. Shouts to that. Apparently, I apparently uh, met that guy at a party in Alaska one time. <laughs> um, yeah, the, con- that would be a way for Konami to come back. There's, I mean, there's we, still we say absolutely that. I don't... a market for that. Yeah. I feel, honestly, when I think about like what the hell Konami is and who the hell is still working there, the idea of making a vintage Vania because it's such a specific style of game, I don't trust Konami to make another vintage Vania game. But I yeah. think anyone can make an Ega and anyone can make a Metroidvania game because mm-hmm. there's just still people making them. And it's still a, a, a style of game that's being iterated on, mm-hmm. whereas the classic Vania game, it's yeah, like those it kinds could. of things are phasing out. You could, but, but, but also, yeah, maybe like you, you, you want to pitch that game to, uh, you know, the movers and shakers of people that really hold the purse strings. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, no. Yeah. You want to make a game like this? You want to make a game like in the 90s? But if you're like, I want to make a game like Bloodstained or Ori and the Blind Force, I want to make, hey, we can make a Hollow Knight. I feel like that would be a better pitch to people, right? Right. Um, which is, you know, why I think Capcom is apparently remaking Resident Evil 4 because the shareholders are like, oh, we still sell Resident Evil 4. We still make money on Resident Evil 4. Yeah, let's remake that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who knows what, uh, man. We're going to, I'll tell you what, I'm going to age this podcast right now. All these rumors about like Kojima and Konami and Sony are talking and that Metal Gear and Silent Hill is coming back. I don't know. Good Lord. I don't know. I don't think I can handle it. I don't see that happening. I see maybe Kojima just making a horror. At this point, Kojima making a horror game would be probably more excited than Silent Hill coming back. I was a big fan of Death Stranding. I really liked it. I had a lot okay. of fun. It's and yeah. apparently it sold well, and 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 hopefully Sony got a return on its, on its investment. And having a dude like Kojima, you know, in your cabinet, uh, probably good. Mm-hmm. Good looks good to the consumer. Yeah. Probably looks good to your 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 portfolio. Well, we'll just see what happens at the Game Awards, I guess. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what happens. But I don't see Konami unless things are really bad with their pachinko stuff. If if all right one caveat if business at konami is really bad because of covid mm-hmm. it's the only way that i could see them selling a franchise like castlevania or silent hill and metal gear if i they, mean and they did like invest pretty heavily in in-person entertainment yeah you know like their gyms and gambling machines mm-hmm. and resorts i do note that Japan has not I don't believe Japan has been hit hard as hard as uh uh like America has but that but is people the- still aren't going to casinos right I you would I would assume that people aren't really going to pachinko parlors but yeah I, feel I don't like, know I feel like in America people are probably still going to casinos that's true um but I Can yeah, you think th- of a worse place to go because they have a, no windows room, no windows specifically or no windows fans. yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah, this hopefully Bloodstained will continue c- to carry this uh, legacy. Um, Vintage Vania, though, uh, I'm sure there's going to be this probably lots of great retro throwbacks. I don't think I, I-, I am currently worried about Inti Creates' ability to carry that uh, that flame, that torch rather. But you know what? These games hold up pretty damn well if you are a Castlevania head. If you like those old Castlevania games, Rondo's a very, very good one of those. And Symphony of the Night, breaking news. Still real fucking good. Real good. Mm-hmm. Um, we have any questions uh, from the uh, Discord or from the uh, from the Patreon, Grace? 
Yeah. We, so we got one from Dalton just talking about how the final confrontation with Dracula on Rondo of Blood seemed like a cakewalk after the monster gauntlet boss fight. Yes. And the final bout was Shaft. Yes. I um I didn't think the Shaft fight was that tough, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. But like, yeah, I, the, the, the Dracula fight, it's kind of hard to say because like the entire stage is just a Dracula fight. So I probably died the most on Dracula. Um, but he had a pattern that I was able to to lock down pretty quickly. And once I figured it out, he was a super pushover. I think when I actually finally beat him, I think I'd only been hit once, maybe twice. I or Well, there's video evidence of it. I don't recall. I felt more confident in my ability. Um, I felt like, yeah, Dracula was a bit of an easier fight than certainly like, you know, the Grim Reaper um, on the uh, uh, on the top of the ship. Odd though, I've I've always found that a, a kind of a frustrating thing in games when you have a game that is really difficult, but in the last level and or last boss is like a pushover. Mm -hmm. It just kind of kind of bugs me. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I it, 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 this one didn't bug me as much though. I would yeah. say. Well, I I think that's it for the game club mm -hmm. for uh, December. There is so we're not going to actually vote on a new game club for January because. We are going to be taking um, a little bit of time off yeah. and we haven't figured out a way to do that and still make the game club happen. So I think we're just going to let it rest. I really think, yeah, January is going to be a month where we just like close up shop. Yeah. And just so we, really we, just... we're not going to make uh, so we, we don't want to like have a game club and then kind of half ass it or whatever. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're just going to take a break but on the game club for one, December. We are going to have one for um uh, December here. No, we're not. You said for January. Oh, because we do the podcast in January. Yeah. So we're not going to have one this month. Right? I thought that's what we talked about. No, uh, we talked about not having one for... We're taking January off. Okay. We're well, still working All right. We obviously need to talk so, about that. So yeah, pay attention to yeah, Patreon yeah. and uh, Twitter and whatnot, and we'll, we'll let you guys know. Mm -hmm. um, besides that, Derek streams yeah. on Fridays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. PT and... Oh, and if there are Discord questions, I guess, yeah, go ahead and hit them. But I, I, I saw I saw he was just kind of chatting back and forth. I didn't see any questions. So uh, sorry, Darko. Didn't mean to, uh, to cut you off. But um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I think that will wrap it up. I'll see people were just kind of uh, uh, chatting along with us. Yeah. Um, Have a great night yeah. and day. And we're almost and done month. with 2020. We're yeah. almost done with this terrible year. And it can only go up from here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, have a good one. And we will stop podcasting again with you yes. real soon. See you in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Goodbye.